Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously, ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun, folks. This isn't Dr. Phil. Now, consider yourself the listener properly advised. Hey, guys, you're listening to Casual Swinger. This is Mallory. I'm pretty sure I'm still Mickey. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're, we're on the same page here. I struggled with that last episode. <laughs> right on, well, cuckoo, cuckoo, and cuck you, you guys. Oh, I am the walrus. <laughs> I was going to use that as like a, a game at the end, so we'll just have to like file that away now. Well, we got to find an Eggman. <laughs> an Eggman? No, we're not even going to get into that bullshit today. Well, welcome to Cuck You, episode 18 of Casual Swinger. Can you believe we've done 18 of these fucking things already? Yes and no. I mean, it's like anything when you look back, you're like, wow, it goes by so fast. And then you're like, wow, that's a lot. I want to see the highlight reel of our sex tape, like of the like, you know, last God knows how many years we've been together. Can you imagine what that highlight reel looks like? Did we come shot, come shot, come shot, come shot? I think our mine and yours would be totally different. You think so? Yeah. Because oh. you just said, come shot, come shot, come shot. And I'm like, nope. Well, it's not sex if I don't come, so. <laughs> oh, is that how you justify it? <laughs> That's totally how no, I justify honey, it. No, honey, I didn't have sex with her while you were gone. I never got off. It didn't No, happen. it doesn't count. All right. Oh and God. semantics, everyone. And welcome to the world of semantics. So what's going on in our world lately, baby? A lot of travel. We're racking up some mileage Jesus. here. Um, yeah, it's been interesting both for vanilla work and uh, play. So I think everybody knows we travel at this point, right? Climate swing was our last one where we went from the beaches of Jamaica to the butt fuck cold of Iowa. And we're not done. You're in yeah, the country no. this week. Okay. So I got stuck in the bomb cyclone, right? <sighs> the, the cyclone. How many bourbons have you had? Four-ish? <laughs> I don't know. But the yeah, bomb, you did get stuck in the mountains. I did. What the fuck? How does it? rain and be 50 degrees in the fucking morning and by noon it's a white out fucking blizzard with hurricane force winds welcome like, to denver everybody shit that's why weed is recreationally legal you have yeah. to be high to deal with the weather in denver yeah 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 actually everyone was closed so that didn't happen um but yeah it was interesting and then i'm off back to the midwest this week so <sighs> while you guys are listening to this i will be in a flyover state Right, and I'll be with the cuckolded dog in his cone of shame. Oh, <laughs> poor baby, he's so pathetic. Yeah, so your your uh, art for this week for you guys for this episode is our dog who happens to be wearing a cone of shame poor because Odie. we cut his balls off this week. Yeah, he got he got fixed, he got neutered, and he's just he's so sad. Well, I'd be sad too if you cut my balls <sighs> off. Let's be honest. But like. He won't stop licking his dick and his what oh, used to be his balls, and he's got to stay in the cone. I know. I just, my heart bleeds for him a little. Tell you what, I'd be the gayest guy in the history of gay guys if I could reach it, but I can't. Well, does that make you gay, though? Because that would be like masturbating. No, it's mine. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's like masturbating at that point. I don't know. I've, I, just, I mean, not that I've tried recently, but I don't think I could. I mean, do if it. I could eat it, like, I probably would, but I think that falls under masturbating. I need a human-sized waffle iron that I can just, like, smash myself in. That's probably the best. Or maybe put a couch Like, on fold it. you into? Yeah. It's the only way I'm going to get there. 
Okay, we've gone down a K-hole. Let's get back to what we're going to talk about today. So, cucking, cuckolding. Ooh. We talked to Cuckoldress. We did. We had an interview. We had an interview. And I was thoroughly fascinated and like, ding, light bulb went off. I think we've been fucking around with cucking and didn't even know it. Mm. See, I'm not sure about that one because there's so I, I mean, many it's, it's a, stigmas. There, there's stigmas, right. And I think that's our, our reservation to like really like talking about this more in depth, which I'm sure you and I will offline. Um, and that we do did cover that quite a bit. Like there we is a, a taboo. And, and, and we even talked this. about it in our segment today, which is WWJD, what would Jeff do? Fucking love that guy. And we talked about hot wiving and cucking. And so, because he actually has some experience in the hot wife yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he was in porn and then he spent some time as a single guy in the lifestyle. Yeah. And we, I love talking to him in that respect because if there was a, a demeanor in a single guy he ultimately has, he's the epitome of it, right? He's always looking for the respect, you know, regards to the husband or the boyfriend, the wife, the girlfriend, making sure everyone's on the same page. He's even forward thinking, like in in the segment, he talks about positioning for photos and videography. Making sure the guy gets a like, good view, right? Of his balls slamming dude. into his wife, right? So, uh, But, you know, it's funny. Porn doesn't paint a good picture of the cuck scene. No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't in practice when no. when we're talking about it. And yeah. that's why I thought we had to get Jeff in here to say, okay, yeah, we don't paint a good picture of this. But, you know, I think that was kind of the point. That's what these producers are after. They want that domination and that poor guy sitting there looking like a, a shriveled up little, you know, mm, I'm not happy and she's over there doing well, it and, and I can't do anything about it. I've always looked at like professionally produced porn, right? Um, aside from the parodies, which I find just funny, um, you know, whether it's a play on Star Wars or Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever it is, Justice those League. are just fucking entertaining, except for the Pirates one. That, that was, was well actually, done. that was actually very well done. We'll get into that in another time. Ooh, but porn reviews from, I look at it as a lot of that produced porn is like, a, it's kind of a caricature on, on sex and real practice and it's extreme and it's a it's a performance it's like going to a play in a lot of ways everything is very exaggerated versus maybe how that would have transpired in in real life yeah and i think it needs to be right because the it, it feeds a public that is looking for that extreme sure so, well the, the number one search in porn is amateur Right, number one. That's number one. People look for amateur. Amateur or amateur? <laughs> amateur. But it's they they want you get realism. two different things. I'm just saying. Well, if you spell it wrong, you get a different thing. No, you spell Google I'm wrong, you, you get a different thing. Depending on where you position the last the the e, right? You get two different searches. Let me tell you how discerning guys with their dick in their hand are. Okay. <laughs> they don't care. You're the fucking grammar police. So I, I learned this on a fluke, and I was like, dude. Yeah. Two different subsets of amateur and amateur. Oh, and you blame me for going down a hole. I but did. <laughs> you did, and then off you go. But, you know, it's we, we talk about the number one search is amateur. The number two search, mm -hmm. just for everybody's edification, cuckold. Number two search in terms of kinks on porn engines. So interesting because I would have thought it was amateur plus anal. I would have thought it was lesbian. I would have thought it was something that, you know, 
basically I look at so there's, <laughs> anytime I search porn. Yeah, so basically your <laughs> personal predilections is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, my preferences, are, I think, are pretty mainstream. Oh, very. Uh, I'm shaking my head uh, no, no, everyone. They're not. Nope, nope, nope. So there's this blog, Refinery29, and they actually had a quote that I liked. It said, this fascinating subset of swinging and kink is the second most commonly searched term by heterosexual porn users on English language search engines. And as we know, the English language is apparently the only one that counts, but according to this blog, researcher Justin Laymiller found in a survey of 4,000 men that 58% of them had fantasies about sharing their partner with other men or being cucked. So that's a quote. We'll throw that in the show notes, but... You know, that's interesting. So does that, I mean, is it automatically cucking? Exactly. If you share your wife, it's not. So we had Cacoldris Venus on. Yeah. And Cacoldris Venus is smoking hot. Oh and my she's super cool. God, it totally stalked her Insta and her Twitter. Yeah. Mm. And she does exactly this. She lives a consensually non-monogamous lifestyle in the open. She says, I'm not going to be monogamous, I'm going to cuck you. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do some dirty shit and I'm going to talk about it. She blogs about it. She blogs about her experiences. And she's unapologetically a cuckoldress, meaning a woman that participates in the cuckolding lifestyle. So I made a list of some marks of a hot wife versus some marks of a cuck or a cuckoldress relationship that show what some of the differences are. I like cuckoldress much better than cucker, I think. Yeah, mother cucker, father cucker. Joe Cooker. <laughs> so what is a hot wife? A hot wife has sex with guys, right? And the guy is monogamous. The guy is only with her. But a hot wife, you know, it's funny because I think we've done the hot wifing thing, right? Because I, and, and we are not monogamous. We're both consensually non-monogamous, but there have been Correct. instances where you've gone up, trotted off and done your own thing. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make me uh, a cuck by the porn standards by any measure. Right? Dot, I, no, 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 I wasn't no. sitting in the corner with my dick in a cage. No. And there's no denial involved. I think that's where the, that's that gray area. Right. So like, they talk about it later. Yeah. Take some pictures some video. It's hot. Yeah. Right. And maybe we're not talking about an exchange of power. That's very bi-directional in a hot wife scenario. Right. Where, you know, maybe, you know, you're like, yeah, I'll be back later. I'm going to go have some fun. And you're like, cool. I'm going to go to the pool. I'm going to go to the bar. I'm going to do this. I'm going to mow the lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Do whatever. (laughs) Uh, But I would say that in a hot wife scenario, the male is a little more dominant. The male, not dominant over the female, just a more dominant personality. Uh, And maybe it's just as simple as you going out and getting your groove on. Right. I mean, maybe. Yes. Because traditionally, Cuckolding is the guy is, you know, he's been he's been completely stripped of his power and his dominance. Yeah. Like uh in porn. Oh, absolutely in porn. And and in fact I think I'm gonna do go do some research. Yeah. Cause I wanna say that I I'm guilty. I've searched shit on, you know, the the websites that we frequently use for, you know, digital pornography. Yeah. You know, um, and that's kind of my first moment of exposure to cucking or cuckolding was definitely online and watching a porn because mm-hmm. I'd never seen the word written or spoken of before. And with that came a stereotype, right? Yeah, I think there are some stereotypes that come out of it. But in the real world, the marks of a cuck relationship are not you know, him sitting in the corner with a, with a cock cage on. It's more like he's helping her prepare for the event, right? Maybe shaving her legs or picking out her outfit or maybe getting the hotel room or planning their dinner. 
I mean, that's more of a cuck scenario in the real world. Um, he's a little more submissive. Maybe it crosses over into BDSM, right? Maybe, you know, it's maybe it, there's that power exchange. Yeah, like he's tied up or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a power exchange. That makes it more cuckolding. And our cuckoldress, Venus, talks more about this in this interview. You guys are going to hear, hear in a little bit about that kind of exchange of control. But yeah. I, I do think it's a misnomer to suggest that cuckolding means humiliation. I don't think that's fair. No, no, I I have to agree, especially after talking to to Venus. I mean, it's it could be part of it, and I think Jeff made some good points in the last segment of the show about it. You know, maybe like graying over, crossing over into like a BDSM or a subdom role. Yeah. I would have to know more to really like put a vote in. But again, then we're siloing and compartmentalizing and then giving labels out there. But right. I, I think it's it's interesting to know the, the different dynamics. So first of all, how can how in control is a cuckoldress? In control. All right, animal. In control. <laughs> no drum, no drum. No. So how in control is a cuckoldress? I think she is very in control. If you I mean me, the highlight of the interview was how Venus wants to spend her wedding night. Oh my I'm not gonna God. spoil it. Oh wow. Like but, home fucking run. Right. I'm like, wow, I think I fucked up on our top wedding that. night. Like top that. I don't think you can. I don't think anyone can. That's just amazing. So when you guys listen to this interview, think about how she wants to spend her wedding night and think about how in control she is, uh, which is just crazy. But why did we bring you a cuckoldress? Why are we talking about hot wifing in, in cuckolding? And also, why was I turned on by a cuckoldress? Yeah, that like maybe because you kind of want to be one. Maybe a lot. I think she just turned me on. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, she was pretty cool. I think cool. that's where it starts. And her laugh was infectious, too. So Very I think much you guys so. are going to dig this. But, you know, here on Casual Swinger, we represent all of the lifestyle, not just part of it. Right? We we really do get into every aspect of the lifestyle. Whether we participate in it or not, we're going to cover it. So we're going to have, you know, folks on here that talk about things that, you know, maybe push boundaries a little bit. So if this isn't your thing, we apologize, but maybe listen and maybe you'll find out that it's got more in common with your thing than you think it does. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. Sure. And kind of taking the stereotype or scary out of the taboo. Ooh, taking the boo out of taboo. Ooh, I like it. Take the, we can do that in October. That's what, that'll be our October episode. Taking the boo out of your taboo. I love it. I'm hilarious. Nobody steal that shit from us. That's happening. But last but not least, exploring kinks is fun it is I it like is it. it's cool and you know you'll let me put it in your butt that's a kink every once in a while there you go ladies and gentlemen this is the interview with cuckoldress venus where she tells us a little bit more about what it means to be a cuckoldress more about the cuckolding lifestyle and of course more about hot wifing which is you know the wife going out and having a little bit of fun we think this was a cool interview we think you guys are going to enjoy it and uh we'll be back right after this you've been listening to casual swinger Welcome back to Casual Swinger, everyone. You've got Mallory here. And I'm Mickey. And we have a guest for you today. 
We do. This is a special guest. I feel like, you know, this is something we've kind of done a little bit more lately, but I really like it because we keep getting badass guests. We really do. We've been so fortunate. And of course, we're compersive, so we want to share it with everyone out there. Yeah, that's a big word. And it's probably going to be a big word for purposes of this show. So who's that guest? Who's that person we've got for you today? It's a pretty lady by the name of Cacoldris Venus. Venus, how are you, madam? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, no, this is awesome. Thank you for making the time for us on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's about, I don't know, 75 degrees where we are. I don't know what part of the country you're in, but I bet it's pretty there too. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really beautiful. It's really beautiful today here in Canada. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> you're Canadian. So that's going to be a fun conversation yes. to have too. Yeah, it's, and uh, what brings us to this conversation with you a little bit uh, speaking of Canadians, is Mallory had a run-in with a Canadian at Hito a couple weeks ago? Uh, I did, I did. I, I do have. A, I, I am drawn to Canadians. There's something about them, their aura, or something that I just, yeah, I can pick them out of a crowd. Yeah, and so really? yeah, yeah, she did, and and that little run-in led to a bit of a, a hot wife experience. Yes, uh, which is very Ooh. similar to the cuckold thing that you take part in so i want to introduce people to you i want you to be able to tell our listeners a little bit more about what it means to be a, a cuckoldress but venus do us a favor introduce yourself to our listeners before we get started yeah sure um so my name is venus i'm from vancouver canada and i uh, got into the cuckolding lifestyle I was introduced to it by a guy about four years ago, and ever since I've been completely in love with it. I started a blog about it. I, I write about how, you know, my feelings and frustrations about it, and I just want to share that with everybody. So that's what I've been doing. And I love to meet uh, people who are curious about their lifestyle, who are already in the lifestyle, and I love to meet couples who are in successful relationships like this. So it makes me, you know, excited meet these kind of people and I'm passionate about it. That is so epic. So let's talk about cuckolding for a minute. So what is a, a cuckold and conversely, what's a cuckoldress? So tell us kind of what these two things are. Um, okay. So there's, it has to do with non-monogamy obviously. And, but it's very one-sided. So in a cuckolding relationship, uh, the, the man is, um, totally faithful to his uh, wife or girlfriend and she, like she is definitely not sexually faithful she's open about it um, and and he prefers it that way she prefers it that way he really likes that dynamic and so does she they kind of feed off of each other in that way so it seems kind of um, very unfair to some people who don't understand it but really it's um, mutually beneficial to both of them so that's what cuckolding is. Um, and with cuckolding, there is some sort of um, power imbalance where uh, there's always some form of sexual denial involved. That could be just very, very subtle or it can be extreme. So there's like a really wide spectrum there. Um, and so to be a cuckoldist, you really kind of have to be into that part of it. And a lot of women aren't naturally like that at first, but they sort of almost all of them tend to sort of gravitate towards that and feeling really comfortable in that role. Fascinating. Now I'm going to speak from mm -hmm. like the stereotype, right? You know, before we were in the lifestyle, 
um, you know, the term cucking or cuckolding was kind of viewed as a negative term, almost like slanderous when you're referring to a couple or a guy. So, and as I'm learning, you know, many guys find it, you know, or had found it as a negative term. Do you feel it's negative? Like out there in the wild? Or yeah, the perception of it? There's definitely, the perception is definitely that a cuckold is someone who is like a doormat. He's treated, you know, with disrespect and he's weak and he's not masculine and he's something to be pitied. And uh, unfortunately, I feel like mainstream porn kind of feeds into that and uh-huh. portrays this lifestyle as that, which is really unfortunate because it's just completely it's wrong and it's, it's not accurate to the most part at all. So that makes it really difficult because I'm trying to sort of um, make people understand that actually that's not it at all. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's a lot of teaching that has to go on and, oh, and that's okay. That's, absolutely. Yeah. And, and if you're getting your education on sex from porn, there's a whole nother level of conversation you be, should, should be having <laughs> outside of that. What yeah. do you mean she doesn't want me to spit in her mouth? <laughs> So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, as a guy, I think I have seen a lot of people, uh, you know, talk about cucking or cuckolding as a, as a negative thing. And there's a lot of other terms, maybe they get used, uh, as synonyms for, for cucking, like hot wifing, for example, Mm -hmm. um, except cucking maybe, maybe includes some humiliation, especially in porn, uh, you know, tying the guy up and mocking him saying his is so much bigger, blah, blah, that sort of thing. Uh, that's definitely a porn thing, not a real life thing. So tell me, are there other terms that go hand in hand with this? And the the main one that comes to mind, hot wifing, how's that different? Yeah, I mean, for me, my definition of hot wifing is, I mean, there's a lot of overlap. And so there's some confusion as to, you know, what's cuckolding, what's hot wifing, how are they different? And I find that um, hot wifing is, he's faithful she's not however there is no sort of power imbalance there's a very equal power dynamic there so um it's you know it could be there's a husband or boyfriend who's deciding who she sleeps with or or what she does and when she does it or uh whereas in cuckolding it's all about her she's the one who's in charge she's the one who's calling the shots and um she's the one who will tease and deny him so um, it with cuckolding, it literally is all about her needs that come first. Whereas hot wifing, it's the two of them together. They have a very robust sex life as it is. There's no denial. It's just that he enjoys seeing her with other guys. Gotcha. Because I've always kind of seen, looking deeper into this, you know, it's it's like comparing a square and a rectangle, right? A, re- a, yeah. a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle isn't a square, right? And I've always kind yeah, of thought yeah. that maybe hot wifing is like the gateway into cucking. Have you seen that? Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. <laughs> Great. It's a gateway drug. We're so fucked. <laughs> so now that, you know, we're up to speed, we appreciate that our listeners are up to speed on, on the differentiators. Can you tell me what a cuckoldress is? And let's talk about your role. Yes, let's get dirty on yeah, Venus. Yeah, so- <laughs> I like it. He's so like full it. of himself. 
Um, I tackled this. So basically for me, my idea of a woman who really enjoys being a cuckoldress is someone who um, has an insatiable sexual appetite for sure and really kind of embraces that role of a slut. And I use that word as a a term of endearment and something to be proud of. Yeah, and um, and really enjoys that and has no shame in that. So that's, I mean, if you have, if you feel kind of like this shame about sleeping with other guys and stuff like that, then is it probably not going to feel comfortable in the role of a cuckoldress. But you have to really also um, separate in your life the men that are in your life. So your husband or boyfriend is the one who gives you love and affection and is your everyday life partner and you're going to be with them till the end of time. Whereas these guys who you're sleeping with is simply just for sex. And so there has to be that clear separation there. And if there isn't, then that can be really tricky. And that's when you get um, things happening. Like the wife is, is leaving her husband for this guy that she sleeps with. And, and I think that there's always a risk of that happening when she'll fall in love with someone else. But I think it's the same risk that's in swinging or even just a regular monogamous marriage. So um, you have to have that kind of separation of roles in your life. So each guy has his own kind of gives you a little bit of what you need in your life. And you have to be okay with that. So, um, and a couple, just like I said, you have to be kind of comfortable or at least be willing to learn to get comfortable in that role of being somewhat dom- dominant to your partner. And that can be like it, people, when I say that people, or especially women automatically think about like collars and leashes and like whips and like right. spankings and stuff. Yeah, like like that no, it's not, <laughs> not what I'm talking about. Although if you want to go there, go for it. But I'm just talking about the little subtle kind of teasing that you would give to your partner, like sending him pictures with a cute little quote or something like that while he's at work or sending him a video, uh, like a little tease of a video um, when he's at home looking after the kids or whatever. Like it's all of these fun little things that you do as a cuckoldress that you wouldn't necessarily do as a hot wife. So you have to be comfortable with that. It's a bit of an art form and you kind of learn as you go. I love it. It's, it's definitely, it's all about empowerment in in many ways. And, um, yeah, I, I'm fascinated over yeah. here. I'm, I'm getting excited. <laughs> this sounds fun. Uh, yeah. I, like, I, Sign I, me up. I see myself having like major like questions over here now. Like, where are you? What, what, what do you mean? You'll tell me later. Uh, oh shit! All right, I guess I'm just gonna go over here and sit in the corner and touch myself. It's what they do in porn. Well, it sounds in the same rights. It sounds very symbiotic, right? Because the part of cucking is the 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 guy. He's a he's a willing participant. Oh yeah, this. he's getting and off he's, on it, which he's is getting awesome. off on it exactly. Well, and like anything else in the lifestyle, uh, this is and this is kind of why we wanted to do this show. This isn't different than than swinging or three ways or four ways or six ways, right? Everybody, as long as it's about us, right? Everyone in any relationship should be doing things that are mutually beneficial, that benefit the relationship and benefit each other. And if he gets off on you getting yours, by all means, rock on, <laughs> like have a good time, right? You know, and especially, I know, I go ahead. 
I, I was just going to say, I, I feel like most people, when they think about cuckolding, especially and hot wifing, they feel like it's so one-sided. It's all about her sexual experience. When I'm like, no, actually, that's not true. When she's with this guy that she's fucking, she's thinking about her husband. She's thinking about her boyfriend. And it's, or if he's there watching, it's that kind of emotional dance that's going on silently between the two of them that turns her on that's the reason why she's there and so it's yes she's there to have sex with a guy who's not her husband who is being denied in the corner or whatever but that is just a small part of it it's it is an actual sexual experience for them both you know I kind of feel like we've been cucking a little bit without even realizing it because with what you just said the things that I'm doing with another man I'm already thinking ahead and thinking about my husband and what that's going to be like and what I'm going to tell him about when we reconnect. So interesting. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, that's a big, big part of it. It is. Yeah. And from that perspective, it certainly sounds that way. From my perspective, I'm like, I was mowing the fucking lawn. I wasn't in the corner waiting. <laughs> I mean, but I guess everybody self-soothes in their own way. I mean, me, I'm like, yeah, fuck this grass. It's going down. It looks great. you know so you know as far as being a cuckolder she said you've been doing this like four years so how did you get started like oh yes tell us about that relationship tell us you know about the radioactive spider that bit venus and made her a cut queen so (laughs) tell us what (laughs) happened i think i've naturally been a cuckold just my whole life um but it was like i honestly did not know that this kind of relationship existed and so I thought I'm never gonna find something that I truly want because no guy will ever sign up for this that's what I thought in my mind and that's part of the reason why I am hoping to reach more women out there because I want them to know this does exist you can have your cake and eat it too you can be so-called selfish and be in in an incredibly happy and loving relationship. So I started out, funny enough, in the swinging community about a little over 10 years ago. And I was in that community. I was so drawn to that community because there are so many, like I found everybody to be a fantastic person, just kind and generous and non-judgmental. And especially as a woman, that's, so important to be able to explore your sexuality in a community of people who are not going to judge you and so I did that I spent lots of time and many experiences and over many years doing all sorts of really fun amazing things like just incredible you know threesomes foursomes like orgies like everything I did it all and I loved it and it was great (laughs) But more, please, um, more. <laughs> <laughs> like everything I've done it but um I and that was for me that was amazing and I I honestly wish that every woman in her lifetime gets at least one opportunity to really let themselves go like that in a safe environment because that's priceless I feel like and um so, but I found like dating in that lifestyle to be a challenge because I wanted to be able to do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, with whoever I wanted. And I found that 
any guys that I dated wanted to have a lot of rules, boundaries, and limits, which is understandable in swinging. There's, there's always this, you know, there, there's always rules, boundaries, and limits with couples. It's just the way it is. And so I, I struggled with that because I just didn't want that. And I felt guilty for it because I thought that's so selfish. Like you're never going to find a guy who's just going to not be jealous for you to do whatever you want with whoever you want (laughs) and so I felt kind of sad about it and then all of a sudden I matched with this guy on tinder and on my tinder profile I said I have no intention of being monogamous so you have to be okay with that and that's all said on there and I guess he saw that and he thought oh maybe this girl would be you know interested in cuckolding um he, we got along really well. We clicked right away. And then he slowly just started asking more and more about, you know, me being with other people. And I just assumed that he, I don't know, just got turned on by it or whatever. I had no idea what a cuck was. I had no idea what cuckolding was or hot wiping. Never heard of it. I think I'd heard of it once, the, the term of once in my life. Didn't really understand it. And, um, but the, the more that we talked about it, holy shit, I was just like, are you serious? This is what you want? You love this? Like, oh my God, this is so perfect for me. Like, I hit the jackpot. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. <laughs> Victory is mine. All the sevens lined up, right? Lights went off. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like for the first time in my life, I could literally just be me and someone totally 100% loved me just for that. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. So he introduced me to cuckolding, and uh, unfortunately, that didn't last. It was a long-distance relationship. It had a lot of challenges around that. Um, so after that ended, I was just on a, mission, on a mission to find something like that again. So that's how it all started for me. So I got a question for you, and this is kind of like mm-hmm. off off the rails a little bit here. So you went ahead and you you put that out, you know, the non-monogamy, right, on your Tinder profile. Yeah. And after this first relationship, is that something you consistently do? Do you also include, like, that you're looking for a cuck-style relationship or – like, how do you do that? We have um, quite a few friends that are single, um, and I'm speaking from the female perspective, that are struggling with announcing that um, to the people they're dating or prior to the people they're dating. So can you kind of tell me what that looks like and what you do? That actually was a listener question. That was a listener question. Yeah, we got a listener yeah. question. where they, yeah. they said, We're strugg- I'm struggling as a non-monogamous female to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for the right person to ask this question, and you just I, stumbled into our lives. You really so. did. <laughs> I love this question. I was so happy to answer it for you. Um, okay, so obviously it's really important, I feel like, to bring it up right away with just anybody because I subscribe to the idea that to live your best, most fulfilled life, you need to find someone who fits you in every aspect of your life, including your sex life. So um, to fall in love with someone is, is great and it's fabulous if they work with, you know, all, you know, they get along well with everyone in your life. It's fabulous. But if they don't meet what you need sexually, then um, it's just not going to work out. So for me, I bring it up right away. In fact, on my Tinder profile, it does. I actually say in one part of it, I'm looking for a cuckold relationship. And then after that sentence, I said, yes, you heard that right. Or you read that right. 
um, it really is a beautiful relationship dynamic. So I made sure I put that in there. And <laughs> surprisingly, it doesn't scare off a lot of people. <laughs> well, and you're in a lot of ways, you're 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 taking the veil away, right? You're just putting yourself out there because yeah. you know transparency equals trust in a lot of ways, right? And if you're just up front from the yeah. get-go, you're we- weeding out a lot of, you know, wasted time and energy on both sides. So yeah. I love that advice. Yeah. And so I, and personally, I don't feel that there's any shame in this kind of relationship. And I shouldn't be embarrassed or shameful for for wanting this or, or enjoying this. So um, maybe I'm unique in that way, but... Uh, I, I don't feel embarrassed to talk to people about it. And I, the way I talk to them about it is in a very normal way. I don't approach it approach it as if it's something strange or that they might be shocked. I just, I'm like, hey, this is this is my what I really like. And it's awesome. Let me tell you how amazing it is. It's really beautiful and it's incredible. It's not what you think it is. And so when I approach it like that to people, they are usually at least curious to learn more. It might not be for them. And I acknowledge that right away. Look, it's probably not going to be for you, but <laughs> I'm just, so it sounds to I me, acknowledge, like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds to me like maybe uh, confidence plays a big part in this, right? Not, so confidence in two areas, right? First of all, confidence in yourself that this is what you want and that you're willing maybe and have the confidence to to say this relationship isn't right for me because I need this, I want this, and so if I if I do tell you the truth about this and I and I'm and I'm honest and I say this is who I am, um, this relationship may end because I'm looking for this, right? Uh, that's yeah. a confidence. That's a major major leap of faith uh, for some people, and maybe that's what our listener was trying to say is that this leap of faith that I have to take that this person may not go for it that scares me. Um, but I don't think there's any way around yeah. that, is there, Venus? Like, I mean, you have to be confident in yourself and confident that that's what you want. Yeah, and tackle that fear of not being accepted by everyone, right? Or having, you know, different wants and needs in your life. Yeah, it's so true. And a lot of people will go, I think, for a long time with living in the cut closet, I call it. So they're, <laughs> they're lost in the cut closet. I love that. So they're just they're a little too scared to come out and it's terrifying and what if, my what if this person hates me for it what if they 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 disrespect me because of it or whatever there's always what if and it's scary and it's just you know it's just like anything else whether you're coming out as you know poly or gay or bi or whatever it's like it's scary for a lot of people but you do have to have you have got to have courage to be able to do it sure so either that or you're just going to stay locked in the closet forever (laughs) No, no, yeah, locked in the cut closet. So tell us a little bit, because yeah. we, you made the reference a little bit earlier, that it's a little like being dominant, right? So how is being a cuckoldress different than being a dom? Uh, I mean, is, or is someone calling you mistress? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, and is there any, like, crossover there? <laughs> a power transfer, right? Yeah, and there's a lot of mixed up between the two, because, um, and I understand why, because, like, there's, what we call femdom where it's like female domination and there are relationships like that that do include cuckolding as part of that but it's just like literally one aspect of it and there'll be other things that 
um, other kind of BDSM stuff that is involved in those kind of relationships. But with cuckolding, I find the main turn on, the main kind of sexual motivator in the relationship is the cuckolding aspect. So that in itself is kind of, it overpowers everything else in the relationship. So um, with being dominant, uh, it is kind of like, um, we were talking about empowerment earlier, but it is like putting the woman up on a pedestal and she uh, demands that, but in a way that's still very loving and she knows that that's what he wants. So this is not about treating someone with disrespect and this is not about treating someone like they're beneath you in a very negative way or anything like that. This is simply a dynamic that both of you enjoy. Love it. And actually it brings me to this next question because we've talked about like jealousy, right? In the lifestyle. Um, Does that play a factor in cucking and is it any different I love this question. <laughs> yeah, this is so great. Yes, this is the best question right here because, um, and I love to explain this part because a lot of people don't understand this at all. Um, this goes along with the misunderstandings about cuckolding in general and that this is this poor guy who's sitting in the corner and he's just suffering watching his wife have sex with someone else. Um, there is some form of jealousy there in cuckolding that I've, Okay, this is, I mean, obviously I haven't experienced it myself, but um, this is what Tucks have told me and they've explained it in detail to me. There's a form of jealousy, but it's not like jealousy that you are familiar with. This is what I call um, cuckold angst. And what that is, is this kind of emotional mix of um, like jealousy, um, being anxious or excited being turned on, being nervous. It's like this big soup of emotions all together. And that's what a cut feels. So in some ways it's uncomfortable. In some ways it's like it's extremely erotic feeling. So it's not like normal jealousy like you would, you're familiar with that causes kind of insecurities and um, unsure of, you know, what your partner is thinking. It's not at all like that. It's actually something entirely different. And I think that's what makes a cuck an actual cuck is that they feel that way. Whereas someone who's not a cuck would not feel that way. They would feel jealous and be angry. They would feel insecure. <laughs> they would not, not enjoy it whatsoever. <laughs> right, right. And because, you know, every, again, there's a flavor out there for every, everyone. And that kind of brings us to, you know, your blog here, you know, reaching out to, you know, females especially, but, you know, this community to, to talk about it and take the taboo away and, and have an open forum and discussion about all these, you know, in, is it interests? <laughs> I can't say it. Intricities. <laughs> Intricacies. <laughs> there you. it is. The word. <laughs> I'm tongue-tied. Let me just reach I'm in so your mouth sorry. and yank that out for you. <laughs> I, I'm learning to, to speak proper English, not just American, so please forgive me. <laughs> Um, She's failing, folks. I'm failing miserably, miserably. But back to your blog. I mean, that's kind of the, the premise of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, when I first sat down to write my very first post, I mean, I, I'd never written a blog before. I had no idea what I was doing. And I honestly didn't think anybody was going to read it. I still don't know how people found it. But um, I just wanted to be able to uh, 
let other women hopefully learn about what I, this amazing thing that I had found because I had no idea it existed and it's not like I was living in a hole somewhere. I was in the Swinging community here in Vancouver and um, I, so I just, I thought, well, shit, if I didn't know about it, there's probably a lot of other women that don't know about it either. So that was my motivation and still is. Yeah. And so with your blog, obviously people find you and they're like, oh, I have so many questions. So they probably email you, right? I imagine your social media is pretty busy, not just your Twitter. Uh, <laughs> what's the first and most common question that prospective cucks or cuckoldresses have Right. So um, are they wives that are messaging you, husbands that are messaging you? And, and is it different? Do they ask the same question? It's 95 percent men who are um, reaching out to me. And the most the, it's usually one of the same 50 questions that I get. Um, but the the most common question that I get is how do I get my girlfriend or wife into this? So with mm. cuckolding and hot wifing, um, most it's very uncommon to have someone like myself who's looking for a relationship to start out this way. Um, most cuck and hot wifing couples are get into it um, after they've already been, you know, in a relationship together for some time or started out in swinging or whatever. So it's usually one partner that brings it up to the other and nine times out of 10, it's the guy who brings it up that he, he actually really wants this, but he's scared or he brought it up and it didn't go well, or he brought it up and she's ignoring him and, or whatever. So this is the most common question that I get is how do I get my girlfriend or wife into this? And I, if I knew the answer to that, I would be a millionaire. I'm pretty sure. Cause um, it seems like everybody wants to know. People would pay. Well, I think, you know, honestly, as casual swinger, that's probably the most common question we get to. We get, how do I get my wife into swinging? How do I get my wife to do this? Or how do I get yeah. my husband to do this? And very rarely is it a woman that asks that question. But the, the next question I would have is, and this is, you know, not something we've discussed, but why is it that we feel like we have to get our significant other to do anything? shouldn't we just be honest about what we want and what we're feeling and what we're thinking and then ask them how that makes them feel, right? Because you don't know and you're scared. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt play a role in everything we do in relationships because you're always afraid that maybe that person isn't going to view what you said positively. But if it's who you mm -hmm. are, you have to have confidence, right? And say, I, I'm interested in this. What do you think? I think that's how that conversation has to go. In order for it to be successful, you can't say, I want you to, I need you to be, I, that you, you're not, because that, that immediately makes the other person feel like they're not good enough, that they've been doing something wrong, that you need something that isn't them. What do you think, Mallory? I, I have to agree with you because what you're doing is projecting at that point and saying, this is who I am and this is my mold and you may not fit into it. So I need you to, you know, communication's an art form and a lot of people are scared of it. And it's, it's, it's driven by our own insecurities. Will they not accept me because I feel this way? Will they judge me because I feel this way? Yeah, uh, it's, I think that's huge. Uh, do you, I mean, when you have those conversations, Venus, I mean, how, how do you approach it? I mean, do you just tell them, mm, good fucking luck? Or do you have an answer for them? No, I mean, I, I try to get some information about the background of what's going on in their relationship a little bit. And then um, depending on that, I'll, I'll give them some advice. But I mean, 
it's just, uh, you know, I wish I could help them more. I wish there was something more that I could do other than just ask, you know, maybe she would like to read my blog. Maybe she would like to hear what it's like from a woman's perspective. And please don't let her go and watch any porn that's out there because that'll just freak her right out. <laughs> the porn is going to fuck you over. If only the hot pizza guy yeah. would fuck me every time we got it delivered. Right? I had a saying. plumber over and he fixed the fucking sink. What kind of plumber fixes the sink? <laughs> Yeah, so I definitely, I don't, don't let her watch any of that shit because it's just horrible. Well, <laughs> with cuckolding anyway. <laughs> are you, uh, you said you were in the lifestyle before and you were consensually non-monogamous. So today, are you, are you still in the lifestyle or I mean, were you just pretty much all in, embracing cuck? I mean, obviously you're not monogamous, but uh, is it, I mean, are you still doing the lifestyle and the swinging thing? Um. No, not really. I, I still have a lot of friends in that community. I spend time with them um, often. We are wonderful little friends. And I, they're just amazing. Like, <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I still like to go to some parties and stuff like that. Um, the private kind of house parties, those are always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go to some meet and greets sometimes. But, I mean, I've kind of become like the resource person for hot wife and cuckolding within that community. So, um, couples who I've known for years are now coming to me and asking me about like, oh, we're kind of curious about this. Like, what should we, you know, do and stuff like that. So, and so that's fun. That's great. I love it. I love it. I, I love that part of it. Oh, the, the community is great. They're so supportive and they actually embrace, you know, the differentiators inside of it. Right. Because there's all this crossover. Yeah. And when you have someone who's got a resource like that, you're, you're invaluable and you're celebrated. I love it. So yeah, my I, next question to you, yeah. do you have any other like alts or kinks aside from cucking that you are into or experiment with? Um, it's a good question. If it's too <laughs> personal. She's like, hmm, what you turns can call me audible. on? I know. I'm like, is there anything else that turns me on? Um, I do like chastity and that's kind of, um, fits into more of the femdom kind of um, world. And uh, that's where like a guy wears a little cage that's over top of his cock and it's like locked up like that. You know, it took me a very long time to figure out. Yeah, it took me a very long time to figure out exactly what that was all about. I had no idea. And so a good friend of mine, I met him and he uh, told me all about it. And after that, I was quite curious about it. And then learn to love it over time and so that it's just a uh, nice form of sexual denial a nice little tool that you can use for that um it seems really harsh and it freaks out a lot of guys <laughs> like hell no <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine and it's so funny it's like the knee-jerk reaction from every guy is just like oh god no no i could never <laughs> i think that's a reaction to just about anything like anything but my penis oh no no <laughs> yes <laughs> No, nobody puts baby in a corner. All right. No. Nobody. Like, Did you just call it baby? <laughs> baby arm, maybe. No. My, the, my 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 name for mine is the bald Avenger. So mature. 
everybody's got a name. We do this thing in Hito when we throw parties down there. I jump in the I jump in the pool and go around and make people. Uh, the game is called Make Me Laugh, and I ask people, you know, you know, her name for his penis. And so I go around the pool and, and ask that, and and people give me all kinds of crazy names, but nobody's ever like the bald <laughs> Avengers mind. So, but yeah, I do I do like chastity. I don't know that there's a lot else that I really like my biggest fantasy that I have not accomplished that I'm waiting to accomplish is uh gangbang and but I'm waiting for to do that on my wedding night like that's gonna be oh epic. wow so yeah well you just took it up a level so that, right there <laughs> right there's definitely a pro game to cook holder sing in your night <laughs> I love it it's <laughs> It's actually a pretty common fantasy and some, you know, couples who have been married for a long time, they uh, decide to sort of renew their vows and they do it on that night. But for me, I'm definitely saving it for that one night. I've done all sorts of groups with lots of couples and stuff like that, but I've never done just myself and a group of guys. So that I'm like, I can't wait. That's going to be so great. I've got it all kind of well, somewhat planned out in my mind. <laughs> so badass. So it is badass. If you've got a plan in your head, tell us what's that guy look like? Your perfect partner, right? So, and what are the traits of a perfect partner? What's a, what's the guy that can that can land a cuckoldress and have her go? By the way, you're the guy I want to get gang banged on our wedding night too, right? So, <laughs> I mean, how does that conversation start? What's you know, that guy look like? You know what? I don't know why I didn't bring this up sooner, but this is so. This point is so important. Um, with cuckolding and even hot wifing, and I think it just. I guess I didn't bring it up because it seems obvious, but I do need to point it out that um, this kind of dynamic only works with two people who are in a loving, committed, long-term relationship, and it doesn't work with somebody who's just casually dating or Boom. you know, a friend or someone who you found who wants to try it with you it's like that shit does not work it's basically just role-playing a scenario mm-hmm. and for for hot wiping and cuckolding for that kind of incredible high to happen that kind of euphoric rush that happens when you are cuckolding the person you love that is so intense and it's so bonding between the two of you for that to happen you have to literally be crazy about that person and so that's the part of this kind of relationship that makes it so addictive. And a lot of people will say that it's addictive is because when you experience that with someone you love, it is incredible. It's literally all you think about the days after you feel high, like you feel like on cloud nine, you're like, oh my God, this is incredible. That's why I love this kind of relationship so much. But like, it's so hard to find because you have to really be in love with that person. So you ask me what this guy looks like. I mean, shit, I don't know. I, I, I gotta find like my, <laughs> my life partner. <laughs> you know, that's hard enough as it is to find someone who you connect with on that level, but then bring in the fact that they have to be totally down for this kind of lifestyle. You're like, Oh my God, it's so hard. Many layers, but at least you, you've identified what that person looks like. You know, there's a lot of people that just have that general schematic and, you know, it takes them, you know, multiple tries to find that person. And and where is that in the profile, right? Like must like watching me get gang banged or like watching me have sex (laughs) or hearing about it. And also does fucking dishes. Yeah. Legit. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm why looking you, at you, Mickey. Why Don't why look at me. So I did the dishes, like some of them. <laughs> You're a terrible housewife, but I still lot. love you. Oh, I suck at housewifing. <laughs> I'm much better at hot yeah, than I am housewifing. Not... <laughs> yeah, you make a great hot, great hot wife, shit housewife. <laughs> so not domesticated, you know I still pee in the corner. That's a good thing, though, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right on. So I think the last question I have for you, and this is a little personal, but what what is or was the best experience you've had in the cacoldress in the lifestyle? Oh, tell us a story. Yeah, t- story time. Best experience. Oh, okay. That was uh, with my first cock boyfriend, the one who I, I met on Tinder. Um it was my first cuckolding experience. Um, he wasn't there in person, but I had um, set up this hotel meet with this black guy. And um, I was going to let him listen in on the phone. And I was really nervous about it at first because I'd never done that before. And I had no idea what to expect. And um, so I... I let him listen to me on the phone and <laughs> it was a bit unexpected, but the guy that I was fucking, I guess he'd been more comfortable in that role than I was or more experienced than I was because he started getting me to say certain things. And um, there was this kind of verbal dialogue that was going on that was like insanely fucking hot. And uh, of course my boyfriend listening on the phone was just getting off like crazy and That's it was awesome. just like, oh my fucking God. It was so, for me, that that experience is burned into my brain because it was so intense because of the reason that he was listening. And I was very much getting turned on by the fact that he was getting turned on and this kind of dialogue that was going on. And I like, oh God, no, I can't even, well, I can't even talk about it. Are you gonna, so hot. <laughs> I was going to say, it still gets your motor running. I love that you were able to, really to have that experience with a partner who led you and who was totally on board. Like, let's get nasty and make this worth your while and his while. Yes. So that's, that's. It kind of shocked me a little fantastic. bit. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's yeah, breaking out after, the magic wand. Ooh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hot in here. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna drink my yeah, coffee and now and calm like, down. Oh, afterwards, like just the, like him and I talking about it afterwards, and he said to me, he said those words. I feel like I trust you more now than ever, and then, and that. So and that's exactly what that moment was. In that moment, it was so bonding between us. It was just such this emotional connection between us, even though he wasn't there. And after that, I was hooked, like, completely. So that, in all the experiences I've had since then, that was the most impactful one for me because it was like a light bulb moment. It changed me forever. Wow. So as a person that's done this sort of thing a lot, let's talk advice from the cacoldress for a minute, right? Uh, <laughs> do you have any advice for somebody who's having a first-time experience uh, and from the the woman's perspective, how do you deal with? How would you recommend they deal with the nerves 
right? Because the first time you're stepping out, maybe you are a lifestyle, but maybe you're used to playing together. Maybe you're used to same room. And now this is a, a very different experience from an emotional perspective, from a trust perspective. Um, how do you recommend dealing with those nerves and how do you recommend dealing with it? And do you have any advice for guys who are dealing with maybe their wife doing that sort of thing and they're maybe at home waiting or in another room? Uh, that's the first time is just like jumping into a pool that you're not sure if there's water in it or not. I like yeah, that analogy. Yeah, definitely pit, pitfalls. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think for women, for me it was different because, I mean, I kind of jumped in head first. I was just like, woohoo, let's, I'm going to do this. But um, that's because Cannonball, bitches. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I, I just went for it. But, I mean, that's not typical. I understand that a lot of women would be nervous, especially women who have are, have not started out in the swinging community. So um, that, in, the, in for those, those people, I would recommend just take it very, very, very slow. Just baby steps. Just go meet a guy for, for dinner, the three of you guys. Just meet the guy for dinner and nothing else. Like, get to know him and try you know, meeting several guys, because it's going to take you a long time to feel someone feel comfortable with somebody safety wise. I think it's really important that your husband or boyfriend be there with you. Um, so that you're comfortable, but also so that he can step in if you're not comfortable. And, um, uh, I think for, for guys is <laughs> if this is your first time sort of watching your, your girlfriend or wife, or, or participate like this it's really important that you don't let the nerves kind of get the best of you because if you start to feel kind of insecure or unsure about it then maybe that's going to be damaging to the relationship and because what she needs from you is she needs you to be like rock solid steady like focus like go for it I'm here for you baby support and if you kind of waver or if you kind of get that kind of negative jealousy, that is that could be the worst. She may say, forget it. I'm never trying this again. That was a terrible experience. So just just be as supportive as you possibly can. Yeah. And that's definitely, yeah. And that's, that's gotta be a challenge with a wave of emotions, especially for first timers. But I think you're right. It's, it's essential to, to take pause and discuss it, but try not to react in the moment. It's never good to, to react immediately when you're overwhelmed with emotion because you can't dissect all yeah. that information at one time. So oh, that's, I love absolutely. this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk to you it for could, hours. It could be really. <laughs> <laughs> so many questions. So much fun. Um, we've talked, we've talked so much about your blog, but we actually haven't identified where people can find you out there in the universe of the internet. Yeah. So my blog is called, um, uh, venuscuckoldress.com. And so that's where I've been writing for the last four years. And then I'm also quite active on Twitter and my Twitter handle is at just V. And so um, that's where you can find me. All right. Well, Everybody we'll make sure interested. make sure that our listeners do reach out to you and uh, hit you up with some of those questions. And maybe the hottest among our listeners in uh, the Vancouver area will find you for some more stories for that blog of yours. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey. hey. <laughs> 
Well, Venus, I want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You've told us some pretty cool stories over the last 48 minutes, which is, means we're wow. three minutes over our normal interview. It goes quick. It really does. Uh, but anybody oh, who wants welcome. to... Thank you. Um, anybody that wants to find Cacoldris Venus, uh, like she said, you can find her website at venuscacoldris.com and she is at V on Twitter. So we're friends on Twitter. She follows us. We follow her. Uh, make sure you reach out to her with any questions. And uh, we'll be right back here in just a couple of minutes with a little bit more from Casual Swinger. Welcome back to Casual Swinger, everybody. This is Mickey. I'm Mallory. And this is one of our favorite segments we get to do. You guys asked for it. You emailed us. You messaged us. Those of you that have our numbers texted us. You guys clamored to us on Twitter. You said, more Jeff James. So today we have for you, WWJD, what would Jeff do? Our friend, Jeff James. How you doing, Jeff? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. No, we're doing really great. Um, doing awesome, having a great time and a great year so far. So I am so glad to be here. So thank you for having us on your show again. Hell yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, so no problem. We had, a, All right, so what's the curiosity? <laughs> <laughs> our curiosity, our question today, uh, it really comes from an interview that we did during this hour and it was with a, a hot little lady by the name of Cacoldris Venus. And she is a Cacoldris okay. out of British Columbia. Uh, she's just absolutely oh. awesome up there in Canada. And she's really been experiencing what it means to be empowered as a female and lead when it comes to taking power, you know, and, and choosing who she wants to be with and, and saying to the person right. in her life and her relationship that I want to be with somebody else. I'm consensually non-monogamous and I'm going to be, and I'm going to tell you about it. Right. Yeah. So we kind of went over like what cuckolding was and what her role is and how she discovered it. So what we were discussing is the perspective from the other side, the male companionship, whether that's hot wifing or a cucking situation. So, of course, we thought of you. Yeah, so what does it mean to be Aww. a guy that, that, that hot wives? And, and when you join a couple or be with a woman in front of her, of her husband or her boyfriend, and, and what are the strategies? Right. How do you do it? Like, I'm a guy, and how do I do well, this and be effective? When I was playing in the lifestyle, many times it was about the hot wife situation. I mean, as a single male, in this lifestyle, it is, it needs to be said that it, it, this lifestyle is all about the ladies. And if the ladies don't feel empowered and if the ladies don't feel like they're uh, in control, there's going to be some problems. So many of the couples that I played with, especially as a single male, many of the couples that I was able to have an encounter with was very much about the, um, the hot wife situation where um, the gentleman would normally approach me and say, hey, you know, my wife, uh, she thinks you're attractive, and, you know, we'd like to have you come down and play. So the first thing I would tell the guys is I'm not bisexual. To make sure we got that off the table right off the bat. Because, you know, here is a guy inviting you to come into their bedroom. That could be a situation that you could be going into. So as a single guy, I always tell them, hey, I'm not bisexual. This is a situation. And we kind of lay down the groundwork. And if I like those couples, then I would say, okay, what's the situation, and how do you guys want to play? And it was really strange. I'd say about 80% of the time, the guys were always saying, I want to watch, you know, my girl with another guy. And I couldn't figure it out at first. But then I started to realize, and this is when it hit me, this was a poignant part, 
playing with this couple. It's good looking lady and a good looking guy. And we were in the, in the, in the room playing and he was just watching over in the corner and we were going, you know, going at it and having a good time. And I kept telling the guy, Hey, you can come over and join us. You know, she can handle more than one guy at a time. Women are lucky that way. <laughs> and he said, no, no, no. And he was watching and just kind of, you know, going at it and jerking off and enjoying the show. So I was trying to give him the porn, you know, right angles, get my face out of the picture. You know, as a porn star, I'm always aware of those things. And I just want to give him the best adventures so we could do this. Again. Those are the uncomfortable well, fucking positions, end, right, Jeff? Those are the ones where you're like, leg up, yeah, arm these out of the will, way. Yeah, these, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't try this at home. We're paid professionals. Yeah, but they hit um, a lottery with so you. We, <laughs> like, <laughs> thank I'm a you. pro at this. So, <laughs> so we would go through this situation. We had a good time. And everything was good. And at the end of the whole thing, and everything was done, you know, handshakes and hugs and kisses and thanks for coming. And, you know, it was a great time. Ding, ding, I asked the guy, I Sorry. said, see what you did. Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. So I asked the guy, I said, I would say, you know, how come you didn't want to join us? I, I, I don't understand. You've got this gorgeous, beautiful wife. She's totally empowered. Why don't you want to, you know, be part of the play? And he goes, you don't understand. And I said, what's that? And he looked at me with a very serious kind of lawyer look on his face. And in this really deep kind of groaning, serious dad voice, he says to me, you don't understand. I fuck her six, night, six nights a week. It's your turn. Oh. And I was like, um, okay, all right, now I get it. Tag me in, it's daddy. your day off. <laughs> yeah, it's your day off. So it was like his way of saying, you know, I don't want to do, do this. I just want to be the voyeur that, well, all guys are. And I mean, let's face it, to watch porn, live porn, with the most beautiful girl in the world, yours, right? The girl that's in your life, the lady that's in your life. And to be able to sit back and not have to worry about the performance and just watch the ecstasy of her having a sexual encounter with somebody is to a guy who we are very voyeuristic, is like the ultimate perfect situation. I don't have to do anything. I can do something if I want to. It's like all the pressure is off and here's this beautiful woman in front of you and you're giving her this present of being able to be sexual with this other person. I mean, if you stop and think about the, the plus side of it, it's a great gift, you know? And so I can see the attraction of a married couple having the guy sit back and watch his girl with another, another guy, you know? And it, it's definitely something that has a lot of attraction, especially to people that have been in a lifestyle for a long time. Yeah. So the hot wife thing, totally get so it. Totally you, get you, it. you commented on a couple of things. You said that, you know, you yeah. gave him a good angle, right? Because he was watching. So what are some other yeah, things? Yeah, so you got to remember that. As a guy, like, I mean, maybe, I mean, so maybe he is watching. As a single guy? Yeah, as a single guy. And, and you're joining a couple. Huh? What kind of tips could you give people right. that maybe are looking to join a couple. Um, and so it, now obviously okay. give them a good view, but maybe it's, is it photos? Is it video? What sort of things could you offer in terms of advice for a single guy? And what sort of advice would you give a well, couple who's thinking about bringing a guy in? Okay. Well, well, both those, both those things, the advice that I would be give people if they're going to go into a hot wife situation, apply to both the couple and the single male, because those questions and answers and what you're going to be looking for as a good playmate apply to both the couple looking for the guy and the guy looking for the couple. And that is this. First of all, the guys have to respect each other. You have to have that alpha male, beta male um, situation going on. As a single guy coming in, you have to understand you're playing with somebody's loved one. This is his wife. This is the one he's invested his life with. He has given his time and everything to. If you don't respect that, understand that, 
and keep that at the top of your mind the whole time you're playing, you're going to fail in this situation. As a couple, you need to find a guy who understands he's the toy. He's the beta. He is not part of your relationship. He is not going to be part of your relationship. And you have to keep that emotional distance, that arm's length away. This is a person we're going to play with, have a good time with, and think about when we go home and have sex together to help, you know, get us through those long, long winter nights. That's great. <laughs> That's what this is about. It's all about that sexual dream, that sexual situation. And that's where it needs to be. So as a single guy, when you're playing with somebody's wife and it's a hot wife situation, understand he's watching. So you've got to get your face out of it. These guys jump on top of somebody's wife and the dude has nothing but a shot of some, some guy's hairy ass jumping up and down with his wife buried underneath this sweaty person. That's not what he's looking for. He's looking for the porn. He's looking for the ecstasy. He's looking for the eroticism of seeing this gorgeous woman that he is married to and dedicated his life to on top of somebody. He's not looking for your face. He's looking for your dick inside of her, and she's on top of him enjoying him. That's what you need to give to him. It's not about your, as a single guy, it's not about your pleasure and your having sex with this person. It's about your performance, and that's exactly what it is, a performance for the male who's watching because the guy who's sitting on the couch on the other side of the room is the alpha male. He's the director. He's the cameraman. He's the guy that's in charge of this. And if he's not going to have a good time, can't maintain that erection or that height of sexual excitement, this situation's not going to happen again. And as a single man, here's the other thing you have to remind yourself about. That couple will go out and tell everybody else you're a failure as a single guy coming into that situation. Uh, you, but that's a review you don't you want do as a performer, good performance, right? Yeah. No Bingo. If you do a good performance and they do have a good time and he gets to see his woman having a good time with you and you show them the, uh, the, 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 the amount of respect he's looking for, they're going to do just the opposite and run around and tell every couple who's into the same thing that you're a good play toy. And as a single guy in this, in, in this, in this lifestyle, that is the ultimate compliment. Well, I think you touched on something that's super important. You said the word a couple of times. You said the word respect. Mm. And I, yeah. I think as a as Big a word. couple who is looking to bring a guy in, right? Or as or as a guy who's looking to join a couple, respecting the boundaries of their relationship is super important. And you said this guy this guy's a, a play toy. And, you know, we're not talking about poly, because in poly, you know, there's there's still a hierarchy. Oh no, no. Right? This is play. This hey. is hot wifing. In Polly, there's in Polly. You got to remember in Polly, there's a love factor there. Yeah, exactly. There's an emotional connection. Yeah, this is different. So, I think that's great advice. It is great advice. Yeah, it's respect for the relationship. And when you're a couple, that's what you're looking for in your beta male. You're looking for somebody who understands that he has to talk to the guy as well as the girl. That he has to understand that there's a relationship there that he's going to be part of for just a small time. So a couple of things here. First, I feel like I just heard everything you said in the voice of Steve Irwin because it almost was like a, yes. like painting a picture of natural, National Geographic. <laughs> Second, I've had two bourbons, so please forgive me. I may slur my words a little bit, nope, but no hang problem. in there, everyone. We're good with it. We're good <laughs> with it. Uh, but I think, I think ultimately, like, everyone's pleasure is part of the game here, right? Because yeah. as, yeah. you know, if I'm, you know, 
venturing out and I'm hot wifing, right? Whether that's, you know, inclusion, including you in the room, for instance, Mickey, or, or separately, you know, you're still in the forefront of my mind. I still anticipate and, and hope that that person would respect you in every way possible. But the goal for me is in that moment for him and I to have pleasurable, you know, outcomes, right. To, to reach climax on both ends and then to bring that home and have that, part of our experience well, after what, the fact. It, it, yes. If you will, um, I, I had a, a couple once and uh, I had played with them several times and this lady had come to me and said, um, you know, my husband's out of town. Uh, it's his sexual situation and he wants me to come. He wants you to come over and, and do this and play with me. And then we'll talk about it later. I said, that sounds great. That's awesome. Next thing out of my mouth was have him call me and we'll set it up. Ah, so you want to make sure you were playing in the, drama. in the green there. I need the to hear it. I need to hear it from him. That is a I don't need to hear it from her great way to because I don't want to be somebody's drama. You just want to make I sure everyone's on the fine. same page. Yep, I want to hear it from him and I want to know what's going on. Now, it, that was fun and everything was good. Um, went over, we played, we had a good time. And then I noticed at the end of the whole session, I looked up to the side and her cell phone was on. And I said, what the heck? And then I picked up the cell phone and I said, hey, dude, was that good? And he was like, yeah, I heard everything. Oh, my gosh. He actually had her call him in the hotel so he could jerk off to it. And 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 he was actually part of the situation, which made me feel better. Do you know what's great about that? What I mean? Because you haven't heard the interview. We haven't given you any background to it, but that was mentioned no. in Venus's first experience. It was. It was. And, you know, wow. I do think wow. that they should have told you. Right, that you should have been privy to what was going on, right? If somebody was listening in, because maybe you would have done things a little Absolutely. differently. Maybe you would have put on a better show. I would have made more noise. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk real quick because you know we talked about hot wifing a little bit, and we talked about what it means to okay. to to really kind of you know make sure they can see or make sure you get good pictures or make sure, like you said, maybe make a little extra right. noise if they're on the phone or whatever. But yeah, you know, play absolutely. to the advantage right. that you have there. Yeah. I think that the exactly. number one thing, uh, whether it's whether it's cuck or whether it's hot wifing, it's still respect, right? Because she's got things she yeah. wants in a cuck relationship. She mm-hmm. knows what she wants from her man, and she knows what she's going to right. deliver to her cuckold at home, a cuckoldress, the woman who's in charge, the woman in power, knows what she wants to deliver. Right. So, I mean, right. as, as a person, as a guy that, that entertains these relationships – if somebody says to you, hey, we're going to, and I know in porn, so what I want you to do is tell us, you know, the kind of stuff Ooh. that you've seen in porn and cuck, because it isn't what what uh, Venus told us during this episode. She said, no, no, no. in real life is very different than what you guys do in porn. So tell yeah. us a little bit about what you do in porn and what you would do in real life that's different. Yes. Well, in porn, it's depicted at, for the most part. I'm not going to say all the time because I haven't seen every video ever made with everybody there. And I'm not going to step on anybody's toes trying to depict something else. 15 year old. But I will say the vast majority, (laughs) right. And the vast majority of those videos, it shows it as more of almost a degradation and almost a, um, you're going to watch me. It's like the, the, the beta male, the toy comes in and says, watch me. I'm going to take over your girl and starts doing things in front of this guy as he sits there on the couch, not touching himself, which to me is really weird. 
here's the thing. If we were in a situation and that was okay and somebody's having sex with my girl, I'm going to be jerking off because I'm watching the live porn. I want to be stimulated from that. But, hey, to somebody else, that's, that may not be their thing, you know. But it's, it's portrayed in that way so often, it's almost a degrading situation, which would put it almost into a BDSM or fetish situation. Like he was a sublim, you know, a, uh, a sub slave. Yeah. And he's like, going to sit there and watch me fuck your wife and you can't do anything about it. It's this power play that they're trying to depict. Yeah. Like a humiliation. So yeah, she'll look over at him and she's like, do you like what he's doing? And, and, and do you see what he's doing to me? You don't do this to me and he's going to do this to me. And, and it's like, to me, I'm not real familiar with that situation because in my life, it would never happen. Um, it was more of a hot wife situation where there's a mutual respect there, especially in a swing lifestyle. But if that's what somebody's into, I'm not going to say, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. But for some reason or another in porn, it's usually depicted that way. And that's kind of a turnoff for, for people that are more of a hot wife persuasion than they are, you know, a cockled persuasion. And it's just, if that's what the guys are into, if that's what the couple is into, hey, great, whatever. But make sure everybody's on base with it. Make sure everybody, before a play session, just like with everything else, everybody has to know what's going on. You know what I mean? You don't want to booby trap somebody, especially a beta male, because if you, if, if you bring a single guy into a situation where he's not fully informed, not only is he not going to be able to perform, but then you're going to scare this guy and there could be a lot of negative connotation connected to that and, and talk and the way people are on the internet. You know what I mean? You just don't want to deal with that. So you want to make sure everybody is on board with their role in this role-playing type situation. Absolutely. That's kind of my thing. You should always it. cover the big picture. You know? well, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And something we talked about in yeah. our introduction here, um, the second most commonly searched term by heterosexual users in porn is cuckold. It's the second most really? commonly searched term. And above lesbian, above uh-huh. amateur anal, uh-huh. like all of that, really? Yeah. Well, can, wow. can, yeah, I, I'm going to chime in on that real quick. I think it's because the term is being used more often, but the term is not self-explanatory. Mm. Everybody knows what a lesbian is. Everybody knows what a three-way is. Everybody That's knows what point. anal is. Everybody knows what facials are. But then the word cockled in itself leaves you baffled in saying, what does it mean? It's not hey. watermelon. It's, it's something what? else. It's cucamonga. And you're like, what? <laughs> and so people, exactly. So people Google it. And they're like, I, I want to know what this means. And I think you know, it, because one of their friends said something. I think it paints a negative light, right? Because porn's not helping this time. Because in, in reality, this time. Yeah, this time. Yeah, this time. All right. Well, you know, like yeah. I said, when we were talking to Venus, sometimes she wants you to spit in her mouth. It's okay. But, you know. No, no, yeah. And that goes into the fetish scene, I think, and more into the BDSM stuff. Right. You know, um, in, in fetish and in BDSM, I know that many times a couple will go see uh, either a dominatrix or a dom, and the dom will tie up the husband and restrain him and then have him watch as he turns on or abuses in some way, you don't want to call it abuse, but stimulates his wife without him being able to control the situation. Oh yeah, and, and the fact and that stuff he like is, that. Yeah, Venus talked about that too. Exactly. And 
exactly because he's being physically held back that's the excitement of it yeah and yeah it's funny we we talked about that a little bit earlier so it's it's cool that we're running in parallels here and i I do think this is is hugely Mm -hmm. important and i think everybody loves your perspective on this and i think the themes we can take away from this are respect and communication uh and understanding that it, it, it depends like hot wife maybe is more of a male fantasy and in cuckolding is really turning that power over and you know what you have to have to turn power over is respect and trust respect and trust well re- yeah absolutely respect and trust not only for your relationship for the relationship between the guy and the girl but respect and trust for the person you're bringing in because remember nobody wants to get hurt nobody wants to hurt somebody that you're bringing in. That's why I'm not a real big person on uh, vanilla hunting, but we'll, we'll, that's a whole different subject and we'll cover that one in another show. Oh, please. Um, Cause now my curiosity vanilla is hunting, Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Vanilla hunting has got a whole different deal to it. But as far as, as far as bringing somebody into your playtime in swing, no matter what the situation, but especially in hot wife or in cockhold, you definitely have to have a high amount of respect and communication. And that all the people who are involved need to be on the same page at all times, whether it's take my wife back to the room and have sex with her. So when I go back and have sex with her, she can tell me about it and that's going to stimulate me or whether you're sitting right next to him or whether you're actually doing a threesome and being part of the situation, no matter what the situation, if there isn't a high amount of respect for the relationship and if there isn't a high amount of communication between you, it's never going to work something bad will happen. And I've seen it relentlessly over and over and over again. You have to have that communication. Now. It doesn't mean you can't spoil the spontaneity of it. It doesn't mean that you can't be spontaneous with it because spontaneity can happen as long as you have permission ahead of time. And then when that situation comes up, you can jump on it. No pun intended, but you can jump on it and, and take, take a grasp of that situation and have that spontaneity that you're looking for. But knowing that you already have a previous agreement between the people who are involved that this is going to happen. So, yeah, it's it's a big thing. You have to have that respect for that relationship. So. Yeah. Well, this is. A, I'm glad you. I'm glad I can help with. Yeah, this. So, yeah, I think it's a big subject, and you have to have a, a guy that maybe has done a little bit of everything. Uh, to do this and you're so dynamic yeah, and so much, much fun that I went ahead and, and I felt like you know we could run a little long on this one hopefully our listeners will forgive us for a, an episode that's a few minutes long matter yeah. of fact we had like an hour and a half episode like a month or two ago so and nobody bitched so anyway um, <laughs> yeah I heard about that actually kudos yeah, it was, hey we went a long time it was good shit hey man uh, but speaking of dynamic yeah. you started a new business lately yeah. and I want you to plug it for everybody tell everybody that crazy weird shit that oh. you do out there before uh, Mallory takes us out, but I want everybody to hear about your sure. new this is, this is pretty cool. No, I, I appreciate that. Allowing us to plug our new business on your, on your, on your, uh, your show. It, it does us a lot of pride and thank you so much. Yeah, it is a bit of a tricky business and it is a uh, cutting edge business that um, has kind of come into its own. Aubrey and I have decided that we want to help people and we love helping people. And we want to help people feel comfortable in their homes. So we are very big into the paranormal. We are very big into science and we are really big into new technologies. So we have taken this all in and we have now started our own company and the company is, uh, and, and I absolutely love doing this. I really do. But it's, um, it's PCI. 
It's uh, paranormal uh, consulting and investigations. And what we do is we um, have people call us and we come to their home. If they feel as though they have an entity or an energy or they want to do some investigation in a new home that they're moving into or into a home of their friends and they think there's something there, we come in, we do research, we do all the uh, information, we gather all the information, we report it into a report, we give them all of the things that we find. They are proprietary to the, to the owners of the property. And we help them coexist with, if you will, excuse the expression, coexist with the people who have passed on and who are living in the same house that they are. So we want people to feel comfortable in their own bed. And that's what we're doing. That's so it's, wicked. It's an amazing opportunity for us. Are you kidding? I love it. Well, we tell people we're paranormal investigators and people just laugh. They just love it. They, they, they smile and they think it's the coolest thing in the world. So we have had a, a, a relentless amount of support on this. Perverts with the cause, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> no kidding. Definitely, yeah. like, literally the Renaissance man. You keep adding to the portfolio here. <laughs> you mean our art, our art galleries, our drawings, and now we're paranormal in, in investigators. Yes, we are. Dude. Um, if you guys uh, are, are interested or if your listeners are interested and they want to see and they want to follow us, we do have a Facebook, we have a Twitter, and we have um, our Instagram sites. But you can also go to our website if you'd like to get a hold of us. Or if you have any paranormal stories that you'd like to share with us, we would love to hear them. You can go to PCIghost.com or you can go to ParanormalCI.com. That's Paranormal C is in cat, I is investigation. Um, ParanormalCI.com. We would love to hear from your, from your listeners. And if they have any paranormal experiences or questions, we would love to answer those questions for them. We can't always fly out and answer those questions. But if they have something for us, please feel free to give us uh, whatever information you have, and we'll let you know what our opinions are. Jeff, as always, you're a class act, and thank you for joining us today <laughs> on Casual Swinger for WWJD. What yes. would Jeff do? Absolutely. And remind me next time we talk to <laughs> always to mention my Ghostbusters fantasy, the whole like waking up to a ghost, like having sex with me. Oh, uh, yeah. I can we, put yes, on a sheet and brains out. We can do this. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> You guys always bring it back to sex. All right. So, yes, put on a sheet, come in the room when she's naked and masturbating by herself, say boo a couple of times and jump on top of her and you've got your paranormal experience right there. <laughs> but that's a whole nother show. Right. Your spooky we'll do ghost. that for our Halloween ghost. special, all right? We got it. Exactly. Hitting we'll that do that one. for our Halloween special. All right, guys. Well, well, we love you guys. Aubrey says to give you her love and we love all your listeners and please keep listening to the show, guys. Tell your friends about it, and uh, we look forward to getting those answers. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff. And to our listeners out there, you can find us as Casual Swinger everywhere. That's uh, SDC, Cassidy, SLS, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again, Jeff. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is Mallory. I'm out. <laughs>